We've got a guest for our community stories from the city of Mankato, and her name is Nancy Bokelman. She is the Associate Director of Housing and Economic Development. And today she's going to be talking with us about affordable housing in the city of Mankato. Of course, we hear often that it's an issue as people try to come to town and find affordable housing. And when they have plans to build new apartments or things, people say, well, make sure they're affordable. We don't need any more luxury apartments, etc. So she's going to talk about that and how you can have some input. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning. Talk about this. You are doing the rounds on the media to bring attention to the development of an affordable housing action plan. So define what that exactly means. Really, the um, action plan is kind of a roadmap, and it gives you action steps towards increasing and improving affordable housing. So we really want to look at um, this plan as being a way to define the number of units that we need to see in our community and um, really make sure it's uh, covering the spectrum of housing in our community from shelters to supportive housing and workforce housing, home ownership, and even repairing and improving the existing homes in our community. Do you know what the percentage of home ownership versus rent is in the city by chance? Um, I believe it's approximately, I I can't tell you the number offhand Mm -hmm. here, but it's around 60% um, are owner-occupied versus um, renting in our community. Is that typical of most cities or a little more higher on the rent perhaps? I would say it's higher on the rent compared to the rural areas across our region. Uh, Maybe in in some of the other communities, we're probably seeing it more towards 80%, but definitely being a college community um, has an impact on um, the more rental units that we have in the community. So where is this uh, direction coming from to do this affordable housing plan? Is it from the council, the the city administrator, or how is it coming about? It's definitely part of the city and the council as far as their strategic planning, but it is really coming through the Mankato Economic Development Authority and the Blue Earth County Economic Development Authority who really uh, provide services in housing and want to make that plan to ensure that we're really effectively uh, meeting the needs of affordable housing in our community. And I'm sure you've seen the the arguments that they put in the paper and things about people saying, you know, when the new apartment complex or building complex comes and how we don't need more luxury apartments and that kind of thing. and, And so we need more affordable housing. So I'm sure you hear that very often. We do, and we see a lot of people in our community struggling to find affordable housing. That doesn't mean that we don't have a need for those um, market rate apartments in our community. They're filling up, so there is definitely a need for that as well. It's just that it is hard to fund affordable housing projects, and so that's what um, we do at the city and um, work with our community partners to ensure that we can layer subsidies to be able to um, ensure we have enough affordable housing in the community. Is that what they call, is it Title Eight or housing? Um, I can't. I don't know the right terms. I think. Sure. Section eight. Section eight is uh, a division of the regulations for the U.S. Department of Housing and Economic Development, and so they do provide a number of um, subsidized programs. One of them is the Housing Choice Voucher Program, which um, people commonly refer to as just a Section Eight, but that is a rental assistance program to make housing costs affordable for low-income families. And it's a good program because it ties in with our local market and uses our local landlords, and then we come in and help to subsidize the rents for those families. So so is that all a part of the talk w- within the plan too about Section 8 housing? 
definitely that's one piece of that process and working with our local landlords and, and providing affordable housing and the more vouchers that we can get, we can serve more families. But it is expanded much more than that. It's also looking at shelters and do we have enough shelters to, to uh, meet the needs of homeless in our communities or um, do we have enough housing that we can have home ownership happen or how do we make home ownership happen for families? So we're looking at those type of things as well. And then knowing that we have aging housing stock, how do we repair that and keep that a viable, affordable option in our community? So we're looking at all of them across the whole spectrum. Do you know homeless, uh, how many homeless are in the, the city of Mankato? Is there an estimate? I remember way, way back, we're talking in the maybe late 80s, 90s, when I was working as a TV reporter at KMEYC, and they were talking about the homeless. At any given time, there's 70 people who are homeless in Mankato. And I, I don't know what those numbers are now. I was just curious if that was years ago. And truly, it, it depends on your definition of what homeless okay. is in our community. Um, because we're rural, there's a lot of people that are doubled up um, and living with other mm. people. And, and some programs Couch surfing do, things. Right. Like some people do look at that as well. But if you're looking at literally homeless, I would say over a year, we're probably looking at about 50 families or 50 households, okay. not even necessary families, a lot of singles right now. Sure. And I think that ties back into affordable housing. And if we don't have enough one-bedroom units, we're going to have a lot of singles in our community um, searching for housing. So. And the number of shelters, how many shelters are there how, for capacity of how many? Um, there's a number of different shelters. I know for domestic violence, we have CADA, and they provide um, a number of uh, shelter spots. We have Partners for Affordable Housing. We have Connection Shelters and Salvation Army. We have um, Lutheran Social Services, who work a lot with youth. So um, I can't tell you the exact number of, of units and slots that we have, but um, definitely we're seeing a lot of uh, increase in homelessness in our community and especially when we uh, we don't have a nighttime shelter during the summer and um, that is a struggle then and trying to find other resources and um, try to actually get people into housing and not just put them into a shelter. Okay so and then I know there's Habitat for Humanity mm -hmm. which helps build affordable housing for families is another one. Yeah, and they're they're not necessarily a shelter, but they do um, provide home ownership opportunities in our community for people um, who are are very low income and who otherwise would not be able to afford um, housing. And that's just one opportunity for home ownership because we do have a lot of first time home buyer programs. We get the dollars from the state of Minnesota to provide first time home buyer assistance, and then um, we do leverage even our rental assistance program as people get in into our programs and. Um, receive rental assistance, they can move into home ownership, and we work on economic self-sufficiency and getting that job that will pay enough money that, that can for support their families and uh, afford the cost of housing. So we have a number of different home ownership programs where we can lift people out of poverty. Have we seen a lot of the issues arise because of with the pandemic? You know, a lot of a lot of people were maybe not paying the rent at the time because a lot of time that they held off on that, and now rents are increasing. And th is that a big part of what you have to deal with right now? I think there have been a lot of people that were struggling um, and not sure what the regulations were. The rent was still due, and but they didn't necessarily pay. Um, we had Rent Help Minnesota that was here helping us definitely. And um, Minnesota Valley Action Council has a lot of programs that were able to help a lot of families. Um, but those those monies are winding down and they're not here anymore. So it really does require renters to, to keep paying their rent every month in a timely fashion because there's not as many resources as there was during the pandemic. So is that the kind of thing where if they can't pay their rent, they can be put out on the street or they're laws against that? I'm just curious because I, I would think that would make a lot more homeless if they're, you know, all of a sudden cut off and what do we do? 
Yes, I mean, that is the economy that we have and um, rental housing does cost money and it's a business and if you're not able to pay your rent, the landlord can evict you from that unit. But we have a lot of human service providers in our community along with the city and the county working to make sure that we can prevent evictions from happening and and keep people in housing. And even those with backgrounds and um, past due monies, we have different programs that help pay for that or... um, can help mediate the situation to ensure that they can stay in their housing. Nancy, what sort of engagement efforts are going on right now? That's I know we wanted to talk about to develop this affordable housing action plan. So right now we are um, working on a number of um, open houses that would be roundtable discussions. And the first ones are coming up here on September 27th. One of them is at 1 p.m. and the other is at 6 p.m. at the Intergovernmental Center here in, and it's also in the Mankato room, which is our council chambers. And we, we really want to get feedback from the public and um, have them involved in, and tell us what those needs and what those gaps are that they're seeing in the community so that we can include that in our, our plan. The other date that we have coming up will be October 11th. And we do have two different um, roundtable discussions, one at 1 p.m. and one at 3 p.m. also at the Intergovernmental Center. And if you can't make any of those dates, we do have the um, online survey that will be going out uh, between September 27th and October 14th for um, community to give us input and feedback on what they see as needs for housing in our community. So who should go to that? I mean, is it people who are landlords? Is it people who are homeless? I mean, which probably wouldn't be because maybe a lot of them obviously have other concerns to go on. But Who are you expecting that may be a part of this? We definitely want a full spectrum of our community. So we definitely want the general public to come out and give us input. Um, Definitely if you're um, at risk of being homeless or homeless, we want to hear from you too. And we're going to go out and find you and talk to you about that. But we definitely want developers and um, real estate agents and businesses all to come and talk to us, all our human service providers, um, what you're seeing in our community. We want to hear from you so that we can make sure that the plan that we're creating, that roadmap and those action steps are really making a difference in our community. We want to end homelessness. So um, looking at this plan and finding ways for us to work better together and leverage our dollars in such a way that um, makes Mankato a better place to live. So um, we definitely encourage the general public and all the different businesses to participate. Are there any dollars out there now that you're looking, say, how, how should we spend these right now? Is a grant or anything, programs that maybe you're thinking that we need to do this, but how should we do it? And we've got these funds to try to do this. So there's something like that going on right now. We definitely, um, this plan, we don't want to stop our work and wait for this plan to come out. We're actually working on it every single day. We do have funds out there to help with homelessness and help navigate the system and provide those resources. We're working with um, the Southwest Minnesota Housing Partnership on a community land trust where we can help bring down the cost of home ownership and make it more affordable. And looking at rental subsidies, even with the um, pandemic and everything, the government did realize there is a strong need for subsidized housing. So we're looking at more vouchers to um, serve families and then just looking at how all our different agencies have different monies and how we can layer them together to make sure we have affordable housing. So where are those vouchers? Are they, are they federal dollars? Are they state dollars? Or where does that all come from? A lot of our um, vouchers and our subsidized units do come from the federal government, from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. They also do come from the USDA Rural Development. And uh, we do also have some state Uh, rental subsidies that we can bring into our community. So we're real fortunate that the state is actively involved in in ensuring that we're providing affordable housing in our community as well. So a lot of state and federal dollars. Is part of the issue that you you come across is when you talk about building affordable housing, someone says not in my neighborhood, because it seems to me there was something up by 
Stoltzman Road, some project that they were talking about doing. I don't know if it was housing or what it was, but they were like, well, we don't want that there because it'll cause traffic and it'll cause congestion, et cetera. And that sort of thing, whether it's housing or whether it's a business of some sort, is that something you have to deal with? Because, I mean, people have a right to live too, but, you know, not in my backyard. Yes, we hear that all the time and and knowing where we can put different complexes. But I'd really like to think that it is a matter of knowing that we need affordable housing across all areas of our community. So I don't want to leave out one community over another. Let's spread it around and let's have every apartment complex have some affordable units. Let's see how we can ensure that every um, opportunity for housing provides that spectrum of affordability. So you're saying we're not going to have one affordable unit over here and that's all the people who can't afford to live elsewhere we're, we're going to have it's just a part of the community right and and i think um we really want to help the pe- community understand and and under realize who is low income in our communities and we do have a high number of, of low income over half of our community um, in rental housing is struggling to pay their rent so it's not just a small number of people it is a big part of our community and we need to make sure we're creating that balance for everyone in our, our community the other thing is affordability is defined by everyone a little bit differently so we want to make sure that we're addressing that affordability for everyone whether you're at 30 percent of the area median income or you're at 80 percent of the area median income we want to Make sure our community addresses all of your affordable needs. So how do you answer that question? Who are the low income? It it is a personal decision on that. But I know with the government, um, a lot of our um, subsidized programs are 50% of area median income. And I know that the families that we serve are under 30%. So um, there is a real hardcore group of, of individuals that are struggling to get by on a daily basis on a very minimal income or fixed incomes. Even um, elderly and disabled on the Social Security benefits, they're very fixed and um, uh, they struggle without these subsidized affordable options. So really, you just want to get people involved to, to, to talk and let them know what's out there, what's happening. And she mentioned that coming up on September 27th is one of those, what 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 do you call those meetings? What did you say? It's, it's an the, open house, a roundtable discussion. So we're going to have um, roundtables and um, people can sit with a, a group of six to eight people and kind of have that conversation. Then we'll bring the group back together and share kind of um, some of the key highlights that people identified in their discussions. So issues of affordable housing, September 27th, 1 p.m. 6 p.m. at the Mankato Intergovernmental Center. That's downtown Mankato. And then another one, October 11th, that'll be at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. at the Intergovernmental Center. So similar discussions, same thing, pretty much just repeated a different date. Giving people different opportunities to come and share. And then the online surveys. I know I get the City of Mankato stuff, so it'll pop up in mine. But if people want to get that, how will they learn about it or... Because you'll forget, after you hear this interview, you'll probably forget about it unless you write it down. So Definitely. It'll be on our city website, and we'll be um, emailing it out to different areas across our community to get the word out. Um, they'll be promoting it online and in Facebook. So um, stay connected with the city of Mankato. Okay, so very, very good. We are talking with Nancy Bokelman, the city of Mankato's Associate Director of Housing and Economic Development, about the affordable housing plan and how they are seeking the public's input on what we need and what's out there. It seems like this is a long-standing problem. Do you think it's gotten worse over the years in terms of affordable housing through the years? I mean, you've been in Mankato, you said, for about five years. So what are your thoughts? 
I think even every time we have economic conditions in our communities that impact um, the economy, it impacts affordable housing. So coming out of that pandemic, we know already that we're going to see increases in rents and uh, housing costs skyrocketing. Um, So it's just a matter of us addressing that. I know back in 2010, 2008, um, we, we saw the housing crisis happening there too. And following that, we saw these same types of issues. So I think it reoccurs. We can plan for it. We know it's going to come. And so how do we work together? together to um, make that difference. Are, are you finding, because, you know, you mentioned 2008, which kind of reminded me back then when houses were going at sky-high rates, which they are now, I mean, everybody's like, well, sell your house, but then can you find another one to get into, example. Are you concerned about seeing a lot of people go, I don't know if the word is bankrupt or can't pay for what they've they've got in over their heads kind of thing? Is that something that usually happens when you get to these sorts of economic situations? There may be some of that happening, but I think we have avenues in place that we can refer people to get them the support they need to to stabilize their situations. And I think um, definitely the market is different now in bankers and lenders and everyone are are talking about um, what these needs are and ensuring that people aren't falling into some of those um, bad case scenarios. And we definitely work with um, different agencies on home buyer education and would encourage anyone looking at purchasing a home to do that because you really get a lot of useful information. It's not something we do every single day. And, And learning from bankers and realtors and home inspectors on on how to do these types of things is really key to ensuring that people are getting into homes that they can afford. So that brings up, Nancy, a a good question is where can people go for that help then? I mean, do they go to the city of Mankato housing? Do they go to where? Sure. I know the city of Mankato, we do have a number of first-time homebuyer programs. We do have rental assistance programs, um, but we do have a lot of community p- partners in the process. I know Southwest Minnesota Housing Partnership does a lot of the home stretch education, which is the homebuyer education opportunities. Minnesota Valley Action Council has a lot of rehab, energy assistance, um, uh, emergency assistance types of funds, and um, we do to work with the shelters and, and, and help people get into um transitional housing to to eventually uh, move into uh, first-time homebuyers and and rental assistance. So um, I think there's a lot of different agencies and there's no one-stop shop. Um, Just go to who you're familiar with in our community, but definitely the city and the county are definitely a first place to to check. That's what I was looking for, somebody to say, well, where do I go? Because it can be pretty overwhelming if you don't say, well, go to the bank, do I go here? So you said go to the city of Mankato, somebody there maybe can direct you to whatever entity is you need. Especially around housing, because we do have a whole housing department of staff ready there to um, help answer any questions that you might have. Nancy, is there anything we haven't covered that you wanted to make sure that we let the public know about today? I just wanted to also indicate that with this housing plan, it really is um, not only going to identify our gaps and uh, needs, but it's going to be a toolbox and it's going to provide us resources and financial options and best practices um, for meeting our local needs. And we really believe that working on this housing component will support economic growth and assist us in attracting and retaining workforce in our community as well. So, Is that an issue sometimes when somebody comes to town and maybe they've got a job and they want to move here and they can't find a a place and they said well then I can't come here. Has that been an issue? We do hear um, people looking for housing and we are definitely here at the city um, whether you're a business uh, recruiting people or if you're a new um, employee coming into our community we're we're here to um, help you seek housing so we do work with a lot of landlords in our community we can help you with that we have connections to first-time homebuyer programs and can connect you to those types of programs as well so we definitely encourage people to come talk to us if there are some needs because uh, we do have programs and services that can help. 
Okay. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate you bringing up all these issues about the planning for affordable housing and how the public can give their opinion, including the upcoming events on September 27th and October 11th. Have your voice be heard, whoever you are. And you can go online at the City of Mankato's website to find out the details on that. Nancy Bokelman, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you. All right. Take care.